Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Yes, Gilmore Girls. Yes. Yes. If you are using the bathroom, you cannot shut the door. Like the (laughs) toilet? Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's sort of like naming your baby. Yes. You've got to live with this forever. (laughs) How are you going to live with this forever? This took a very morbid turn. Such a morbid turn. It was called Forever Home, though. (laughs) Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How's it going? just fine. Wonderful. Today is episode 149, the forever home myth. Yes. The myth of the forever home. Were you raised, like, did your parents live, (laughs) do they still live in the house? I'm so glad that you're leading with this. (laughs) Because (laughs) I I have mixed feelings about the forever home. I do too. It's so, so ironic that you're leading with this question. Okay. Because the, the actual terminology and thought process irks my nerves a little because I don't believe there is such a thing as a forever home. Okay. However, now that you're asking me that question, my mom grew up in a house that her parents built. And when I was three years old, it was um, in the 80s, early 80s. And my dad was a home builder and things were not going so well. Okay. And so we had to sell our home and move in with my grandparents in the house that my mother grew up in. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. And then my grandparents, after a while, were like, well, forget this. They had my dad build them a house elsewhere in Pollard Estates. And we stayed in the, in the forever So home. your mom <laughs> raised her kids in the home she grew up in. Right. And then how long did you live there? Um, they sold that house when I was in college. So I was three when we moved there. So they were in it for like 15 to... Was it hard for them to sell? I'm sure, because she grew up there. Yeah. And I grew up there. Was it hard for you when they sold it? I was... Luckily, I was out of the house, so somewhat disconnected. Um, It is... Still, I drive by it. In Pollard? No, that one is in Old Goodwood. Oh, okay. So still, I drive by it, and I'm like, look what they've done. And I remember this. And, you know, we had a big pool in the backyard because my grandfather was a pool builder. That was his job. Uh, And it's so funny because, like, my sister has friends who live in the area now. Like, all these people are in their, like, 30s and 40s. And, like, I remember the people who lived in the houses before. Yes. You know? Like, that's not your house. Right. That's the Smith's house. Right. Right. So it's someone else's, I'm doing my air quotes, forever home now. Yeah. Because it wasn't even forever our home. That was a long time, though. But it had a really long, right. It had a nice long family ownership, if you will. Yeah. All right. Tell me your 
your thoughts. My grandfather owned some land mm-hmm. by Town Center okay. behind Calvin's Market. Right. And he sold it all except three acres. Okay. He kept one for himself, okay. one for his daughter, my aunt, mm-hmm. and one for his son, my dad. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on the same street as my grandparents. It yeah. was in my aunt, uncle, and cousins. Right. So it was a so dead end. Nice. And this is why we have Monday night dinner. Because it's all right there. It's all right, right it's there. All so there. it's a dead end street. If you go left, it's my parents. If you go right, it's my grandparents. And next door to them is my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins. Mm-hmm. And so it, every Monday night for my whole life, yeah. we've had Monday night dinner. It used to be Monday and Tuesday night dinner. Oh, thanks. Because Tuesday night was leftovers from Monday right. plus hot dogs you've, or sandwiches. You've told us this. So that is how. And so at this time, now that I'm in real estate, I'm realizing, wow, like my dad and my mom's dad, my grandpa, and my mom's brothers built the house like on the weekends. Like they did it. For a few years. Mm-hmm. And that's the only house I've ever known. So it is sort of a forever house. And now my grandma... um like she's still doing well and but she's getting older but she's going to stay in her home but it's easy because we can just walk next door well, and she has relatives and, nearby yeah who we can, can just care help. for her right okay but my parents you know we're all gone and it's yeah. a big house and they're like wow and it's got me thinking like oh my gosh how am stop? i ever going to be okay with somebody else living there i'm surprised at my emotional attachment uh huh well, it. I, I have always said that houses are, to me, like living yes. entities, right? So when you go see a vacant house that hasn't been lived in for a while, it's like the house dies. Yes. Like there's some, like there's some vitality to something about people being in a house every day that, you know, besides just wiping away the cobwebs and picking up the dead bugs and changing out the lights, it just has a different feeling yeah it just has a different feeling and the longer a house is vacant i feel like the more it it like dies Mm -hmm. so it's interesting i think that what's so funny about what the lifestyle you're describing probably a lot of our listeners who are in rural areas are like yes that's how everyone lives (laughs) you live on the land with your relatives or in the houses next door even in the suburbs of baton rouge i mean there's a lot of that where there's one street with four or five family members with a house down the street, right? Mm-hmm. And like all the street names in Ascension are people's last names, yes. right? I wonder if that's a real Southern thing. Like I, I wonder if up North they see that, like we see well, it here. Well, I guess it would depend on what part of the North you were in. Like high density areas certainly aren't like that. Sure. Right? So it'd be, are you in a metro area that's tightly like, you know, all right next to each other, like a brownstone style? Or are you in, out in the country? We're in the country. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. My house right now is in a neighborhood. Well, here's another great forever homish type of story. So we lived in a new construction neighborhood, the one you and I both lived in at some point that we've talked about before. We built that house. We lived there two years. Jay said to me, hey, would you like to build another house? And I was so mad for like five minutes. Cause I was like, I don't ever want, this is my dream house and I never want to leave it. And then I walked from the kitchen when he said that, cause I was like preposterous. Cause he was talking about capital gains. He's like, well, we made a lot of money building this house ourselves. Would you like to just, I think it's time to build another one. Like that would be an investment type of situation. And I was so mad and I walked from the kitchen to my master bathroom. And by the time I got there, I was like, I hate these floors. I have always hated these floors. And I'm like, <laughs> 
maybe I do want to build another house. So we ended up in the house we're in now, which then I was sold on the investment standpoint because we made a good bit of money. And then I'm like, well, we do it again. So in two years, we should sell. Except we got here and we really love our neighbors. And I don't think you could beat this. So now I feel like I'm semi-stuck here. I've been here almost eight years. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty long tenure in a house. That is. Um, And now as interest rates change and you're locked into like a good mortgage, you're kind of like, well, I don't want to go anywhere, right? Right. That's why the whole inventory problem is such a problem. I know. So while I'm kind of as an agent thinking that the term forever home is annoying and not a real reality, I am in a house I don't know when I will leave. Yeah. Right? Not to go off on a total tangent, but I've been thinking more as an adult in real estate what I would, how I would feel about my parents leaving their home. Yeah. And part of me, like I wouldn't want to live in it just because we like where we're oh, at. You feel like you need to own it? Yeah. I kind of feel like I need to own it for some strange reason okay right yeah like i don't want to but then you would put a renter in it so i think it would be the perfect bed and breakfast (gasps) oh my god five bedrooms each one has its own private bathroom Mm -hmm. there's a little game room with a bar for five o'clock cocktails okay there's a like the kitchen is the perfect really thought about i really have thought about it there is a pool house um Mm -hmm. Like a little that could be converted into something, or the maintenance, like the cleaning people, whoever Who, could, right? Someone could you live could there, use it for and behind, someone could be like, on site, right? You know? Oh my gosh! I've put a lot of thought into it, and I think it would be perfect. But I don't know anything about <laughs> running a bed, and running breakfast. a bed and breakfast. It's sa- It's I'm sure it's one of those things that sounds beautiful and, and lovely romantic. and romantic, and yeah. then when you get into it, you're like, oh man, this is hard. Yeah. But if you're one of our listeners and you own a bed and breakfast, I would love to hear from you. (laughs) Help Alyssa. I mean, this is still years down the road, but I feel like I'm already stressing about it a little bit. Because you're like, I better have money to buy this house when they're ready to sell it. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like, I would not get a quote unquote deal Deal. on it, but I would own a third of it. Right. Because so I would be getting a third. You know, right. and then I would just have to buy my sisters out or maybe they would want to do it maybe with me. Maybe it's your cute little sister. You know what yeah. it is? This makes me think of stars. Like Hello bed and, and breakfast. Yes. You, you'd be yes. Lorelai. Gilmore Girls. Yes. <laughs> you would yes. be Lorelai and Suki and you would have the bed and breakfast. Yes. This oh is what God. I'm envisioning. You guys, we do not live in a tiny town like stars. <laughs> but that is what I'm envisioning for my family home. Okay. I love I love it. Talk about a beautiful vision for that house. Yeah. <laughs> This is anyway. a great way to start this. <laughs> this is so good. Um, okay, because my my next question for you then is, have you ever had a client tell you they are buying their forever home? I think that that term is thrown around very loosely. <laughs> very loosely. All the time. Very loosely. So it's hard, though, to shop for a house in that mindset, right? Yes. Because nothing is going to live up to, well, it's sort of like naming your baby. Yes. You've got to live with this forever. (laughs) How are you going to live with this forever? And just using the word forever is just really going to set you off on a path to failure and not success. Well, it puts a lot of pressure. So much pressure. So much pressure. It causes anxiousness when maybe there's not even a need for that. Right. I had a client that was very reasonable lately. (laughs) And she said, she told me what she wanted. And then she said, okay. 
I don't know how to word this question, but based on the buyers that you work with, oh God. what percent of compromise do they end up having to compromise on the house? Like, right. if how this many is my things list, do I need to give up? Well, would I, should I be happy with a house that has 80% or should I be happy with a house that has 70%? And I thought that's a great question and I'm just glad that you're open to compromising. What did you tell her? I said, well, every client is different. I have ones that are not in a hurry and can wait and wait and wait and wait. And maybe they get to 80 or 90. Yeah. But sometimes it's 70. And then I told her, if it's something that you can't change, right? maybe it's not the house. If right. you really can't handle the floor plan or the street that it's on. But if it is something where we can take down this wall or we can paint or we can renovate, I think if it meets the other criteria, let's go for it. And yeah. you can make, you can go from 70 to 90. Yeah. You can get there yourself. So I think yeah. when we're speaking about the forever home, the biggest thing is managing the client expectations. I so agree. And I think you have to actually say to them, if they say to you, this is our forever home, just just say, hey, listen, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. How about we? this is your long-term home? Maybe we can just you know, think about it in that way. Because really, if you're talking about a client in their 30s or 40s, who are even 50s, who are saying this is our forever home, then you're going to have to start asking them, okay, have you thought about aging in place? Right. What type of, like, can you, what if the master bedroom is on the second floor and you're going to be 80 years old and can't get up the stairs? Like, honestly, that's the kind of conversation you should be having to set that expectation. Yes. Like, surely we can, I can happy to help you search for your long-term 20-year home. Right. I think using long-term home is less pressure, yeah. more manageable to think about. But I also think you have to have an honest conversation at the beginning when you're getting all their, you know, criteria and specifications on how long, like even if they say forever, well, do you have, ch do you have five children at home that right. are later not going to be in your house and it's really going to be too big for you and too much to maintain? Do you have do you want an acre of land so you can have a hobby farm with all of your many children? And then when you're, you know, 65, you're gonna be like, I'm tired of mowing this grass. Yes. Like you have to actually talk through, tell me why this is your forever home. Tell me what's going to happen, you know, when your situation changes. And also you might have to just say some uncomfortable stuff like, I, I want to find you the most long-term home as possible, but we can't predict the future. So I found a list of the most common examples why people have left their forever home okay, let's unexpectedly. Hear it. Oh, great. And I think, too, being flexible just makes life easier. Right. So if something like one of these examples happens, you're not like, but wait, it this is our forever home. We, we don't can't want to throw leave. you into a spiral. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. The house that's the right size when you're a couple is too small when you have children or you no longer want all that space when your children were home. So kids come or go. Okay. Right. Um, your job transfers you. The neighborhood at the time was perfect mm. but declines okay. with time. Sure. Something unattractive or otherwise problematic, like a loud business. <laughs> cell phone tower in your Cell phone towers, backyard. new interstate um, exits. Like things Something, around you are changing. Yes, the city encroaches on your lovely country setting. Perfect. Okay, that, that might be something that, because, you know, I back up to all this land. Right. At my house now. Yes. 
I don't see us moving. I went through a little phase during all this um, price spiking right. that made me go, oh. oh, well, maybe we should sell and live with my mom and dad until we figure out something. In the something. B&B. <laughs> yeah, I'll live in the Airbnb. Um, but because you don't know in the future what this land is going to be. Never So who, who knows? Oh, wait. And when I, I'll, while we're on that one, I have clients all the time who we go to a house <laughs> to do a showing and there's a big open field or a cow pasture. Or What's a that going to be? Forest. What, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? And then I'm like, who knows? Yeah, I have no idea. I, Let me get my crystal ball. Great. It could be a sewer treatment plant. All I can tell you is if there are buildings behind you, those typically stay there. So in a way, although you love the big openness of the cow pasture or the forest or whatever it was, if it's a neighborhood behind you, you kind of know what you're getting. Yes. Right? Like, you know what you know. So so there's um, a neighborhood that my clients bought in and... It's a very nice new construction, high-end neighborhood. And they were saying, yes, at this little open space of land on the main street that you enter on, we're going to put this lovely market. You can ride your golf carts here. Everyone's very excited. They're buying up all the houses. So the houses are built, and now they're building the market, which they did not quite mention is going to be coupled as a gas station. (gasps) And oh. I will say they have made it a very beautiful gas station. This is on 42. And it looks lovely. It's really good looking. It's really good looking. But it wasn't what they thought they were getting. It wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And gas stations have those big bright lights. Oh, my And there's word. like seven or eight houses. Right backing up to Literally it. right behind it. And they're like, but we're taking our golf cart yeah, over we, here. Yeah. So it's like you just never know. I agree with you that it's better to buy... <laughs> When what's there is there. We know what it is. You know what it is. You get what you get. And you and if you are taking the risk, you can't be upset. I have a great story about this. I had clients that were about to list their house. They had been there like, let's call it 10 years, a while, in a neighborhood that had been built in that time frame. Like it was a newer house when they bought it. <laughs> there was a lovely forest right behind their house. They had a cute little setup with a fire pit and their, you know, chairs. Like they were camping in their backyard. Yeah. The day I went for photos, I was like, what's happening here? They were cutting down all the trees because a new, thankfully, just a neighborhood, but still, it went from being this quiet, serene, we're in the forest, it's so um, peaceful. Is that why they were moving? No, they didn't even know. It was just total crazy timing. And so they had bulldozed all of these trees. Literally, I had to angle the photos where I wasn't catching the bulldozer. I'm not even joking. I was like, oh, wow, talk about bad timing. Did it make it hard to sell? No, because of what it was, it was still, you know, a very in-demand type of home. But I did have to get them to find out who's the developer, what's going there. Like, we have to be able to tell people because they can clearly see what's happening. And not only that, people are going to think, well, whether or not I like what's being built, I have to deal with construction. Yeah. Right? And that takes time. And it's loud. What if you have a baby? Mm-hmm. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? 
you can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> to get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. Yeah. We wrote them and yeah. you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy okay carry on with your list oh gosh it's rough um a child excels in sports oh. and you travel blah 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 I don't know. Widowed, you don't want to keep the house anymore. Divorce, you want to get your equity out. Kind of like y'all with Maplewood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like with Maplewood. Um, Clarification, we did not get divorced. No. (laughs) Those are two separate things. You get divorced. Slat. Slat. Then the next thing on the list is people leave their forever home because they have so much equity. Yeah. They're They're like, like, wow, let's do something. Mm -hmm. Let's sell the house. Um. You get a bad neighbor that doesn't go away. <laughs> That's true. A pandemic. Right. So anyway, it just goes to show anything could happen. Those oh, are right. the, those were actually just the top reasons, reasons that people left their forever home. Left though. their home yeah. that they were thinking this is it. They would not. Never gonna go. Okay. I mean, those are all true reasons. So what we would like for you to do is just be mindful when your clients say this to try and ease that pressure on them and just gently remind them you will age, your children will grow, some things that you don't expect may happen. So if we have to only get 70% of the things on our list, Mm -hmm. that's okay, right? Definitely a long-term home. Right. I, I like to think too, just tell them, why don't we get a house that's gonna work for you for the next 10 years? Perfect. We don't need to put all that pressure on ourselves. Okay, I would also like to point out, even when you build your own custom home, it's not perfect. Oh, no. It's never perfect. No. So you might have you might have built the house. It was your forever home. And then you got in there and you were like, oh, gosh, there are things here that actually don't work for our lifestyle. I had a client a few years ago that built their home themselves. He's not a builder, but he's handy and, you know like-minded and it was gorgeous when I pulled up I could not wait I was so excited (sighs) to list this house everything and and it was fine it sold quickly everything was lovely okay (laughs) but he's giving me the tour and showing me every detail and then we get to the master bathroom it's beautiful and he said I I did make a mistake oh no I said okay shower only no he said if you are using the bathroom you cannot shut the door like the toilet? Uh-huh. Like the toilet was in a water closet, like its own little room. Okay. It was tight. Too tight. He made it too tight. And you didn't realize it unless you were actually in there. Using the bathroom. Sitting down. Yes. 
So oh dear, yes, and there wasn't really How anything. Did you handle that? Just take the door off the the water. No, closet? we just just let it be. Let it be. Sorry, buyer. Yeah, whenever <laughs> Probably you may not the notice. Bathroom. I mean, I guess when. I guess I think you would just take the door off. Right. Or there's a door to the whole room. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, yeah, so it's fine. I'd love to hear how that buyer's <laughs> handling that now. Uh, but yeah, that was his one flaw. That wasn't bad. Everything else was. I'm pretty impressed. Perfect. I also recently went on a listing appointment in an area that I'm very familiar with, an older area. He gave me the address. It had never been an MLS. I could not find any information on it. I'm trying to do research before right. I go on sure. my listing appointment. And so I can't find it. It's a it's in like Garden District, 100-year-old homes. Okay. So everything that's popping up on Google Streets doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. So I'm like, I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do that. if I And yeah. I tell them when I get there, hey, Mr. Seller, I, u- I usually do research, but I, but I have to tell you, I could not find anything. And he said, yes, here is why. This is our forever home. About two years ago, we tore down the house that was here. Okay. And we built this house. Okay. And we built it to be our forever home. Oh, my God. It's two years later? It was spectacular. Okay. Every light fixture has a story of where it came from. Okay. Every, I mean, it was so neat because it's new construction, but he built it because it's in a historical district right? to be of the era and the style sure. that it came. I mean, you're going to die when you see these photos. We're having photos <gasps> next week. I can't wait. <gasps> oh, it's so beautiful. And he didn't want to keep any of the light fixtures? We had that conversation, but he, and I said, why are you leaving? Yeah, that's what, back it up. Why is this not why his forever home anymore? Why are you leaving? And he said that he got a job offer in another city that was just Too more good. than he Too could have ever dreamed up. of. Even the wife who is like grieving leaving this house was like, take the job. Let's go. We can <laughs> do this again. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I said, how are you ever going to find this where you're going? And he said, well, we actually went and looked at houses. Okay. And we found a house there that is so different than this, but is really cool. Okay. And um, he said, we'll just work on, you know, making it what we want it to be. Yeah, but I mean, the details that they put into this house, like he said, you know, light switches are normally like, what, $2 a plate. And I have, every plate is $50. And I said, well, Mr. Seller. What are they made out of gold? Why are they so expensive? They're, they're, it's kind of a smart house, but not so smart that, you know, the new smart houses, some of them, you can't even figure out how to turn on or off the lights. But he could control it. Yes, it 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 was just all... Oh. Amazing. He starts his shower oh. from his phone to exactly 116 degrees. So he rolls out of bed and goes and gets in his shower. And it's... Okay, wow. I know. It's it's amazing. amazing. He said He said, it took me two weeks because his floor is like the little, not penny tiles, but li- his kitchen floor, uh-huh. like the old, okay. like black and white. He said, it took me two weeks to plan out the mosaic he made the pattern. pattern. I made. He made the pattern. Oh, I can't wait to see the photos. <sighs> Me either. You were like, be still I told my the heart. photographer, I said, I'm coming with you because I want to see your face when you see this house because you're going to want to photograph 
everything. everything. It's oh, so cool. Wow. Oh, one more thing. Yes. The next door neighbor is a muralist. Okay. And did a mural on their carport fence on the wow, exterior. It's yeah. beautiful. Just everything. everything. It's just nice to see like a not boring house. Right. Like cookie cutter, same old, same old. Yeah. Oh. It was just very fun. Okay. Let's take this um, perfect because it was my next comment. To the other extreme. So that was a totally custom built house. Uh-huh. Beautiful, lovely. He thought it was forever home. Forever. Okay. The flip to that coin where you went in and said, great, someone's going to buy this, is building a custom house so custom to you, mm-hmm. thinking it is your forever home. Mm-hmm. And then one of the reasons hits and you have to sell. So now you have some things that are so specific to you that make it difficult to sell. Yes, and this happens too with like additions. Yes. Additions are just added on this to a house to support. You should Ugh. tell your clients in the beginning before when they buy, if you ever want to make especially expensive changes to your home, just shoot me an email. Do not do something that will cause it to be difficult to sell. I'm yes. happy to give you quick advice. Mm-hmm. Yes, that will work. No, that won't work. I mean, I've seen some of the craziest wildest additions that look bad, new construction Mm -hmm. that was just made for them Mm -hmm. and would not work for anyone else. And there was, it would be very difficult to even like retrofit it or like put it back. Like it's just, I know that it's hard to tell. And look, in new construction, you might not as an agent be involved with someone doing that. And boy, you surely don't want to go to that listing appointment. No. When they're like, oh, we thought this was our forever home. And the good thing about my situation was I said, well, Mr. Seller, I'm I'm looking at comps here. Right. And your $50 light switch covers. Um, I can't imagine what it costs you to build this house. Right. And he said, well, I'm not going to list it for what I have in it. It would never sell. It would never appraise. It would be too much. It would be, yes. He's taking a loss. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's going to be like super top dollar for the neighborhood. And I think it's going to sell very quickly. And I think it's probably going to have a bidding war. But it's not going to be what he put in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But he knew that. Oh, my gosh. But he this must be that. a really good job. He, yeah. He's, yeah. He's fine. Okay, great. Well, okay. So. But I, it goes to show you still have to be smart. You can't make your real estate decisions on 100% emotions. Thank you. You, But you as the agent have to tell all of your clients that, hey, I am here to help you make a sound financial decision and make good decisions so that in the future, if something changes or you need to sell, that you're not stuck Mm -hmm. or losing money. Yes. I mean, you can sell anything for the right number, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to lose money. I did have someone say one time like, Okay, let's use my patio for an example that I never did that I talked about for a year. You did. It was it's on the Ugh. show. We haven't recorded. Okay. Well, you know, I kept thinking I would never get my money back. And then someone said, "Yeah, but sometimes you buy a dress because you really like it." Yeah. Or sometimes you buy a car because you really like it. Or you put in a pool so you can enjoy swimming right. in the pool. Right. Sometimes you're not doing it to get your money back one right. day. It's not Some... all an investment. Right. You do live there. You do live there yeah. and you enjoy it. Right. It is really a balancing act. Yes. Like making good choices so that you're not making poor financial decisions versus 
how will this affect my quality of life? Yes. Will having a pool in the backyard make it to the best summers of our life? Like, it, it just depends. Can you put a price on happiness? Can, right, can you? <laughs> you probably can't. But you might lose money when you sell your house. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay, are you... Are you ready to talk about home tenure? Yeah, tell me about it. Because I got some stats. Okay. Okay, so I went and looked up some home tenure stats. And you know what the number one thing I learned is? What? This is not actually a statistic that is well um, studied or kept. Oh. So you can't just, normally you Google, how long does someone stay in their home? And it pops you right up all of the, and it's the same answer over and over again. No, nowhere close. Um, ERA Real Estate Report puts together a home tenure. And they said that by 2037, it would be 15 years median, median, not average, home ownership tenure, okay? And that it was going to double from now, which is eight up to the 15 years. Okay. So that was. I guess that could make sense even with the time. Like people are paying a lot right now. Well, they're going to stay longer. And they're going to stay longer. Right. That report was actually in 2020. So. Oh, okay. Right. I know. Where in 44% of people said they were staying 15 years. Okay, fine. Now, basically that report showed in 2010, it was 4.8 years. Okay. In 2019, it was 8.5 years, and then they were predicting it would go to 15 years. Hmm. All right. Here is the caveat to all of this. The economy changes this number. What is happening in the world changes this number. It just isn't that people have decided to stay in their houses longer, just like right now. We want to hang on to our low interest rate, so we're going to stay in this house maybe five more years than we thought we would. Right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Fine. Then there was a Redfin study. Hmm. And in the Redfin study in November of 2021, they said it was currently at 13.2 years. Hmm, that's right interesting. Now? The last study just said eight years. Yes, right now. Then they also... I don't know about that. I agree. And then they, and back in November 20, so of 21 November, it was 13.2 years. And their study said in November of 2020, so one year before, it was 13.5 years. So it actually got slightly lower. And in 2012, it was 10.1 years. Okay. Now, NAR, the National Association of Realtors, mentioned they do not put together this number though. So that's what really threw me for a loop. I assumed NAR would know this number. Yeah. Why would they not? But I guess it's very hard to track Mm -hmm. and it's market to market. Yes. It is not a blanket. It's just like saying the average price of a home is X for the United States. Well, yeah, who knows? That's not going to work. Sure. So the NAR did mention this American Community Survey, which happened in 2018. And in 2018, you're going to laugh. They said it was 13 years. Okay, so now uh, we're back at 13 years. And in 2008, they said it was 10 years. So it was getting longer. But... What I have learned is that it varies greatly from market to market and that the actual, I read an article that said faster growing areas equal shorter tenure. Hmm. So if you're in a hot market that's growing quickly, people are moving in, then maybe it's more like eight years versus other areas, specifically the Northeast Mm -hmm. was more like 15 years. And it says in the Northeast and in California, people stay longer in our area of the, they had a map. So in our area in Louisiana, it was closer to eight years. Whereas in 
the New England and California, it was closer to 15 years. Yeah. So it's very, very, very different based on where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's even different in different neighborhoods. Yes. Well, especially if people start to move out because a neighborhood declines, mm-hmm. then it's changing. Um, so that's really like starter home neighborhoods are more likely to turn more often. So like the tenure in a, you know, starter home neighborhood would be short. Yeah. A tenure in a, you know, homes of bigger size would be longer. So all I know is that I cannot actually tell you what home tenure is. Well, I think that's a great lesson to know. I think so too. Isn't that crazy? It is. I just don't know. Okay, what else do you have on the forever home? That was pretty much it. That's pretty much all I have as well. I I just want to say again, this is a client management topic. Mm -hmm. This is a, you have to listen to your clients. And when they say forever home, don't you in your mind say, pshh, you're not really going to stay here forever. You need to also say to them, okay, we can certainly um, search for this home as a long-term home for you. Mm-hmm. However, we just want to keep in, in mind good financial decisions so that in the event something crazy happens and you have to sell, you're not in a pickle. Yes. Or if you really want to live it forever, how do you want to age in place? Like, they're, cl- they're actually designations. on. Well, you did the seniors one, right? Yeah, I do when I was Right? Learning. So there's actually designations where you can learn about, you know, aging in place and what that means. And if they're going to stay there forever, they're not mm-hmm. going to stay the same age forever. I saw a meme. Yeah. <laughs> when it, it was it? And it said, I just put down a down payment on my real forever home. Okay. And it was a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. That's so, so funny. And I'm going to tell you a coffin story and you're going to be like, a what? coffin story? Yes. So my grandfather, the one who built the house my mom grew up in that I grew up in, so the forever home of theirs, then moved into this other home that my dad built him and my grandmother. And then when he was older, much older, like my grandmother passed away before him, probably a good 10 or more years. And um, when he was not that long after she passed away, he bought a coffin and stored it in his garage because in his garage, uh, yes, ma'am. And it wasn't like one of those fancy line like a coffins. Constant no, reminder, they, right? Is that rule of your mortality? <laughs> right. He. It was, it was so. It was such a joke too because my grandmother. They. They. She wanted to be buried in a pine box. She was very specific about it. Why? She did not want a big, fancy, expensive <laughs> coffin. And you know, honestly, these box. these monks locally, I guess, built the build these coffins. And y- you know, you got you have to donate to you still pay for it. You donate to the monks in their church or whatever. Oh, this sounds nice. She was carried like into the big Catholic funeral in this pine box. That is what she wanted. She wanted to be buried in the pine. She was also buried in her tennis shoes. Great. <laughs> like, like, a, like, a, like a fancy dress and her tennis shoes. Because Did she ask that? I, I don't – we'd have to check with my mom. Okay. But that was her go-to, like these tennis shoes. This is really funny. Anywho, so my grandfather, I guess, also wanted to follow – They maybe they discussed it, whatever. But he wanted a pine box as well. Okay. Okay, so he, I guess, contacts the monks. Well, now they're building the pine boxes, y'all, I cannot even, in the shape of like – like a vampire coffin so it has like the why like the point like the diamond kind of shape yeah. i don't know like hers was just literally a rectangle okay right? but now it's maybe like, they need more shoulder room no it's like a diamond like a legit like a vampire <laughs> shape and he bought it and it sat in his garage and then y'all buried him in it he that's what he wanted 
that was so strange but interesting i really like it though like people that have that casual perspective well that's realist right yeah yeah like what we're all gonna die one day right it's coming so i just that's so so he really planned out his forever home yeah, I mean, and to be fair, he lived in that house that my dad built him when we kicked them out of their first forever home. That is so forever. He lived there forever. Yeah. Is that not the funniest thing? It is. So look, I guess a forever home is possible. Yeah. It is just unlikely. <laughs> it is possible. It is just unlikely. Just take the pressure off of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> I need to get us a toast. Okay. <laughs> is that not... I'm, I don't know why that story even decided to come up, but now Where you are these know. monks? I think they're in maybe like the Hammond North Shore-ish area. Okay. We'll have to look into it. I don't know if that's been a bit. I mean, my grandfather passed away many years ago. Yeah. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is that not? Yeah. I don't think I would want anything super expensive. Like you're going to put it in the dirt. Dude, do you realize how expensive they are? So thousands. Many thousands. Like you could put a down payment on a small house. Yeah, what? Oh, man. <laughs> See, I feel like I'd be like simple people. But you know what? Also not ex- not cheap to get cremated. So there's just like no good option. <laughs> this took a very morbid Such turn. a morbid turn. It was called Forever Home though. <laughs> okay, we will get away from death now. I'm so sorry, maybe, listeners. Maybe if I get cremated, we can build like a, a pretty little mini house. Sure. You know? You're going to put that in the ground? Or yeah, you know, like, uh, I guess that's I mean, true. if I get cremated, I want to be spread in lots of fun places. Oh, like the beach. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, if you've been cremated, we don't need to stay in one We don't spot. even need a forever home. But, <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Please accept my apologies if you're dealing with death in your life. I'm, I'm not trying to make light no. of this, but it is kind of it is you, part that's of your life. forever home right? it is part of life okay. and it is your forever home okay um all right let's move on to the toast okay um, sorry <laughs> for heaven's sakes sherry nibby sherry nibby is in charleston south carolina oh it's so beautiful there so beautiful there um she would like to toast to jordy snyder um, he always takes time to help new agents. He has a great grasp of how to become a real estate problem solver to address specific problems like helping teachers buy homes. Oh. He always makes time to listen and patiently teach, all while being a new first father. Cheers from Sherry. Oh, wait. Oh, I said it right. Sherry Nibluck is her full name. Cheers from Sherry Nibluck and cheers to you. Oh, to us for sharing yes. our knowledge, <laughs> for our knowledge and experience. Oh, well, you are welcome. Thank you, Sherry, for this lovely toast and cheers to Jordy. Perfect. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.